you're listening to Emily here on the podcast. We're here. Do you hear anyway. that sound? <laughs> uh, should we just? I think. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Uh, intro. Baywatch podcast. I'm Morgan. <laughs> now and I'm Emily. Taken out of the system. I have no motivation left. Well, so kind of how I feel at the end of every episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Luckily, just like on this episode of Baywatch, uh, there's a format shift, so we'll be able to ignore <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first that's 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, we can just summon all down to this Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast about. Not watching Baywatch mm-hmm. before. It's season two, episode 16. Now sit right back and you'll hear a tale. And it's a guest episode if you can't tell. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, we... Uh, am I not normally here? Nope. Wait. You've hey. done more than two of these? <laughs> I'm not sure we have, honestly, considering how little I remember <laughs> of any episode. There's a very distinct possibility this is the second episode we've ever done. Uh, but yeah, we're we're so happy to have you back, Em, and glad that you could come on for this episode that I know you have some strong thoughts about. <laughs> Let's just say that when I found out I was invited to come back for season two, I immediately saw this episode and virtually screamed at Morgan because I needed it that badly. Yeah. Well... Let's first talk about some of the background of the episode, and then we're going to get into all the juicy nuggets mm-hmm. of the episode. So, what, what what do you mean when you say background? Are we going to have to go all the way back to season one of uh, the other show? <laughs> you mean Baywatch? Because <laughs> this wasn't Baywatch. <laughs> anyway. This was SNL, right? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, this is like, well, I have opinions about what year SNL this episode was, uh, and I'm sure my opinions are different from yours. I'm pretty sure I saw Robert Downey Jr. in there. I I have an actor... In which of the three shows that we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the failed season of SNL. Mm. Oh, the first one. <laughs> or all Wait. of them now, really. No, no, the like, one where they fired all their cast and then brought in Robert Downey Jr. as like part of their main cast. Oh, yeah, that was... I don't um, remember which season that was. That was a mistake. I didn't, they made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> and speaking of mistakes, let's get into the background of this episode. Yes, so this episode uh, was written by Lloyd Schwartz, son of Sherwood Schwartz, who was the creator of Gilligan's Island. Oh! This episode was directed by Doug really? Schwartz, who is one of our writers of, the, of, of Baywatch, who is actually the nephew of Sherwood Schwartz. No so, kidding. Uh, part of the oh. reason this episode exists so, is that... Uh, this is nepotism. <laughs> yes. When season one was... Uh, when they were canceled at the end of season one, what they needed was a lot you know, money. In addition to using financing from uh, syndication, one of the things they did was they got... Um, multiple financial investments. And so Sherwood Shorts put Doug Schwartz in touch with the producer who gave them a $10 million loan to finance season oh. two. So it was thanks to Sherwood Schwartz, mm. they made a Gilligan's, Island, a Gilligan's Island episode of Baywatch written by Sherwood's son. Huh. So that's why this exists. And this was aired February 29th, 1992. So... 
there's really not many guest stars to like. Well, there's guest stars, but it's like they're it's there's not too much to say other than like it's Bob Denver and Don Wells. Like they're very famous. Uh, yeah. For this role that they play. But the fun fact about this is, and we've mentioned this before, there was a reality show in the early 2000s called The Real Gilligan's Island, where they have two teams of people who each have to play a, a role of one of the characters from Gilligan's Island, but in competition. And so one of them would be the movie star. And so for season two, the movie star slash ginger was Erica Leniak. And then... Uh, for season one, it was future Baywatch cast member Nicole Eggert. Oh. So, yeah. They also hmm. had um, uh, Rachel. Oh, I can't remember the woman who was in the Stacy's Mom music video. Uh, Rachel <laughs> Hunter. Because <laughs> she, was, she was a supermodel. So they had her so as Ginny. I think we need to go back to something that you mentioned earlier on, which is when did this episode air? 1992. Early. February or okay, February. so so it's perfectly relevant to be referencing a TV show that ended in 1967. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but actually, the fun, the not fun that I fun is the opposite of what I'm going to say next, <laughs> which is that multiple cast members died in the two years prior to this episode. Oh, uh, so, um, oh that explains hand, a lot. Yeah, like. Uh, the I forget the actor who played a skipper died, and then uh, the actor that'd be Alan Hale Jr. And then the actor who played the professor, I think, died. I think it, he died. Um, Russell Johnson. Uh, yes, uh, and they had been doing some movies, uh, which I will. I do have some fun facts about those later. Okay, so the but there were some movies in the eighties. Uh, so. And I, one of my greatest shames is that I have not seen the movies. Shame. Listen, I desperately, desperately do want to see their, I guess, third movie. Is that the one where they go back to the island willingly to build hotels? What? No, I'm thinking of the uh, the Harlem Globetrotters. What? Oh, yes. I, I read about that one. What? Look, Morgan, everyone had a Harlem Globetrotters crossover in the 80s and 90s. I guess everyone. so. I, I'm only aware of the Harlem Globetrotters as, like, a joke on old, like, comedy things. Do you think this show isn't... Do you think Gilligan's Island is a drama? Well, no, 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 no. But I'm saying, like, like I feel like the hacky joke was, like, everyone had a Harlem Globetrotters crossover, and look how they did everything. Hacky. But, uh, yeah, no, I didn't realize that it was just actually a thing. Like... Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it absolutely was a thing. Like, everybody, call them Globetrotters, which is, were in lots of things. So they're famous people, and they're non-controversial. So everyone was like, oh, cool, it's the Harlem Globetrotters, yay. Yeah. You know. I'm just disappointed we didn't get more crossovers with the Monstars, honestly. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a question for you, Morgan. Because it's my understanding you've never seen Gilligan's Island. To the best of my knowledge, I have not. I think I've seen... The intro once or twice on like YouTube and I've maybe seen a clip or two here or there, but I I don't believe I've ever seen a full episode. So what was your perception of it before you watched this episode of Baywatch and after you watched it? Like, do you feel like you have a different idea for what the show is? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I think, honestly, I didn't have that much of a like 
preconceived notion of what Gilligan's Island was before I started this episode. I think I just assumed it was another comedy from the 60s. Like, I, you know, I've never gotten super into any older comedies, but I've seen, you know, bits and pieces here and there, episodes here and there. And I assumed it was going to be kind of the same thing. Um, I wasn't expecting and my understanding is this is true to the original show. It was how slapsticky it ended up being. Oh, yes. I I genuinely really enjoyed it. There's there's a couple moments of slapstick in this that actually made me laugh, which is a rarity for Baywatch. <laughs> well, to be fair, this wasn't Baywatch. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> um, Michael, I've, what's your uh, what's your Gilligan's Island history before all of this? Because I know, M, if I'm correct, you said you've watched this entire show multiple times. Gilligan's Island, that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's still one of my comfort shows that I put on in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have not watched all 99 episodes of Gilligan's Island. No. Uh, I've watched you know, a decent amount of episodes just as a kid watching them. Like, my dad would watch them. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, just seeing it on TVs. And uh, so I, I, I've seen I've seen my fair share of Gilligan's Island. I think maybe it's just due to that few years age difference between us that it's more common that you wouldn't have seen Gilligan's Island. But I think everyone kind of my age has seen some episodes of Gilligan's Island. It's just a thing people are exposed to. Uh, So I'm familiar with it. Uh, I I have a very different opinion from M in terms of my fondness (laughs) for Gilligan's Island. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> Especially its type of slapstick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should. Add, I, I do love slapstick, but I'm not necessarily a fan of like the '60s slapstick mm-hmm. as much. Um, so, yeah, it's so. Mm-hmm. Is it because you don't like the like overcranked vibe, or I like what is it you don't like over? So I'll give you an example of stuff I do like. For example, I love like Leslie Nielsen slapstick. I love, you know, like Naked Gun. I love more modern takes on it, like um, Angie Trebekah. I love Angie Trebekah. Um, sure. So I like a lot of like I, a few things. One, I, I like more like witty, wordy slapstick, like punny slapstick than I do the physical slapstick as much. Uh, but I also think. That's not fully true since I, I love old, you know, like old slapstick, uh, like vaudeville-esque slapstick-esque mm-hmm. things. Uh, but mm. I think it's maybe it's just it's a style of humor to me that just I don't know. So it kind of feels like you almost like slapstick mixed with farce more yeah. than yeah. straight slapstick. Mm. There's a there's a specific line. I don't want to like spoil before we get to the line. Uh, sure, sure. There's a specific uh, joke in this episode that I call as one of the instances that I just like I hear it and I'm like, this is so negatively funny to me that it made it hard for me to watch. <laughs> it's, a, no. it's a minor line. Oh, I'm so uh, curious now what this is. There's a few. There's a few of those lines. Okay. But yeah. There's. There's one. I actually um, picked one of those lines and I told it to my mother. Mm-hmm. And my mother groaned. Uh, <laughs> and said, this is something your father would like. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> so yeah. I, I I'm 
pretty confident, even not knowing the line, I'm pretty confident that was probably one of my favorites in the episode. <laughs> so uh, this should be fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, Morgan, how, how about we uh, we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. We start off with a zipline based burger delivery system, which I am very into. Um, and we use this as an excuse to get some uh, good panning shots of sunbathers. And then Harvey grabs his burger off a surfboard and tells them that if you like this, I got plenty of other inventions. And they laugh at him and walk away. Um, and then so this is important because one of the women that we see is going to be used about mm, five times in this episode. Really? Where it's the, the same a short haired blonde woman with this like gray bikini and through because all of this you can tell is shot in the same day because she's on the beach from morning till night and she keeps on running by (laughs) you keep like this you see this scene you see her introduced here and then later on when eddie is walking with a certain character down the beach Mm -hmm. you see her running across the beach and it's like evening and i'm like she's just never left the beach (laughs) like Go home. Like, get out of the sun. Yeah. (laughs) We hate the beat. Why are we doing this show, Morgan? That's a really good question. (laughs) Um, And then Shawnee shows up and says, wow, Harvey, what do you think of next? You should just try faxing your snacks to yourself. And he goes, fax snacks. I like it. And I love <laughs> that line so much. I fucking hate it. I'm, I'm right there with you. It was so just dumb and goofy. And it was also, I think, the first time we've ever seen Harvey make a joke that didn't revolve around uh, him uncomfortably hitting on a woman. So that was a pleasant change. Of- <laughs> uh, no, we had one about dominoes. Oh, that's true. That's which we true. Then get another dominoes. Yes, I have. There. I have this written in my notes. It was driving me up Dominos a wall. Dominoes are paying up the wall. So, quick thing I want to insert here mm-hmm. is that uh, I'm going to watch more of this as we, maybe as we go through the series, or maybe I'll just all binge it at once. But I found an E! True Hollywood Story documentary they did on the making of Baywatch. Oh. And Ooh. Uh, it's from, uh, originally filmed in ni- 1999, so they were already the biggest show on television at that point. And they get interviews with a lot of cast members. So, and producers. So they get interviews with Gregory J. Bonin, who's apparently actually, it's it's Bonan huh. Bonin, which I hate. Yeah. Uh, they get interviews with Billy Warlock a bunch. Nice. Very much re- yeah. is candidly reveals why he quit the show. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah he's, yeah, he's very candid about it. And, um... Lots of interviews with Hasselhoff, but one of the things that we they talk about is just like needing sponsors everywhere. Yeah. Uh, besides, besides the fact that they got two hundred different stations, uh, that Hasselhoff went to some conference and talked to a bunch of different people and would promise, "I'll show up to your bowling night if you." <laughs> and he would actually get tickets, fly out to a random city in New York for. TV station bowling night and play with them. Wow. Just so that Baywatch could get on the air. And other things they did was like make deals with Domino's and say, we'll put Domino's fucking everywhere in this show if you finance part of this 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 show okay so this is actually a sponsorship because i watching it was jokingly like oh haha domino's sponsored baywatch no no they actually did wow yeah 
Because yeah. they just like wanted anybody to sponsor it. Yeah. Big a community season six vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, most of the show watches like uh, the gas leak season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After that, we get a scene of Eddie back in the headquarters. And guess what? He's watching Gilligan's Island. And Shawnee doesn't like how much he's watching it because when she left home, he was watching it. And now he's watching it here. Um, But it turns out that all the lifeguards love Gilligan's Island. And so they all gather around the TV to laugh. Um, And then uh, Mitch shows up and he doesn't like everyone watching TV all the time because they should be doing other things. Um, And then Harvey, in an attempt to defend watching Gilligan's Island, just straight up spoils the entire plot of the episode. And then even... Gee, that's got to be hard to do. (laughs) After that, uh, Captain Thorpe shows up because he has bought a lottery ticket. He wants to brag about it. And then they... I kind of really liked this, actually. They basically do a laugh track, but it's the lifeguards in the room. So it's like a diegetic laugh track, which Mm -hmm. will come back later. Um, I don't think they put that much thought into it. I, I don't I don't think they were like, oh, we're going to get him. <laughs> I was really annoyed when they introduced the lottery thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this seems like a really bullshit B plot to throw into this episode. And yes. this is going to go nowhere. Yeah, I kind of assumed. I mean, it same. goes it goes everywhere. <laughs> oh, it goes everywhere. But as I was watching, I was pretty annoyed by it. Yeah, but it it makes perfect sense for Captain Thorpe's character to be the guy who's like, look, you have to understand, like, the value of a dollar and it takes money to make money. And if you invest your money wisely, someday you'll win and I'm rich and I'm white, (laughs) so I'll win the money. It's very Thorpe. Yeah, let's see. After that, we get our obligatory sponsored scene uh, where Eddie is at his tower and he's ordered Domino's and... They showed up in 29 minutes again, which is the second time they've done that exact joke in a season and a half. <laughs> um, it's a good joke. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very true to life. That's true. And yep. by the standards of how bad jokes can be on this show, it's it's harmless and fine. But fun fact, this isn't the second time that they've referenced Domino's. It's only time, second time they've done this Domino's joke. Um this is the fourth time Domino's has come up this season. This we had season. Another, ep- another episode where he or- where Harvey orders Domino's. And then a few episodes ago, Shawnee says, I should just do what Harvey says and order Domino's to my tower. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, they really are laying it in. Yeah, no kidding. But hey, also, um, you know, hey, I got to step I got to step away for a second. Mm-hmm. Hey Mel, we should we should probably order some Domino's. <laughs> anyway, what were we doing? That's a good. That's actually a good gag. <laughs> that's a better gag than anything this episode had to offer. <laughs> but you know what else this this scene offers is again we see this blonde woman who uh, just decides to appear anytime we're at that exact spot. Mm-hmm. But we also see eroticism oh bum, yeah <laughs> yeah this is and garner this is the hottest and heaviest we've gotten on baywatch before we see garner aka eroticism and a couple <laughs> making out yes yeah garner this is not the hottest 
Baywatch has been. There was a whole softcore porn episode. Oh, yeah, that's true. Forgot about that. Morgan, come on. <laughs> also, there was Vito, who is objectively the sexiest man alive. True. Uh... I mean, I will not hear I will not hear arguments on this. Listen, I feel like there's another character we love who also would be up there in the running. It's possible. But but are they going to serve you their sauce with their chicken and marsala? I don't think so. (laughs) The special sauce. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So Garner shows up and is like, hey, you got Domino's. That's great. Domino's is quick and also technically pizza. You should give me a slice. And then sort of makes fun of Eddie for ordering Domino's a little bit, but then also just eats it and then uh, descends off the ramp and almost eats it. Um, Well, we should add we should add they explain why Eddie loves Gilligan's Island. And that's because he was an orphan. Right. And he says he watched it a bunch as a kid and he watched it so much that they became like family to him. Yes. Yeah. Then he eats it. Yeah. Um, Garner eats it. Yes. And then walks down the very slippery ramp and almost slips and dies. Uh, and then then we see the couple aggressively making out on their beach blanket. Um, and Eddie's like, ooh, you kids, break it up. Go get a room. Uh, so <laughs> he goes to... Uh, Interrupt them, but uh oh, as we foreshadowed 30 seconds earlier, this ramp's slippery. So he falls and he smacks his head. Um, but it's okay because Garner is still there and wakes him up, and Eddie is definitely fine. And there's no reason for us to think about that head bump anymore for the rest of the episode. You know, (laughs) in a serious drama like this where things happen, people get injured, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we we should just assume, oh, it's another day in the life of a lifeguard. Mm -hmm. However, if we were watching, for example, a comedy, (laughs) well, I, I would think that if we were watching a comedy, that head bump might actually mean something. Maybe, maybe. We'll just have to hope that the Baywatch writers are showing the same level of genius that they show in nearly every episode they write. You say this, but like I've seen some shit comedy. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen no. some where you could bump on your head and it does. You're, you're telling me, you're telling me that the people who managed to do an entire episode about Cool Cat have seen some <laughs> shit comedies. <laughs> Uh, Fuck. excuse me, we're not supposed <laughs> to talk about that so he doesn't take down the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we, do want, we don't want Daddy Derek to sue us. Yeah. Okay? We cannot but afford we those talk about We talk about Cool Cat uh, Stops Coronavirus, the next film, because it hadn't come out. Yeah. Shit, now I mention it. Shit, now he can sue us. <laughs> For all of the money we make off of <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, surely Domino's is giving you something. I mean, listen, it's we, Papa John's. We had to sign an NDA, a non-Domino's agreement. We we only go for pizza brands that are uh, top tier racist, mm-hmm. and so mm. we pick Papa John. Mm-hmm. The first pizza <laughs> brand that you pick can't be Papa John's. Well, in terms of racism, <laughs> it's it's like it's them or like. I don't know, some, like, whatever pizza they served at Bergen Belson or something. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? If you didn't get that last joke, you aren't listening to Idle Curiosity. <laughs> what was that? 
I think it was a message from another dimension. Huh. Um, anyway, where were we? <laughs> yeah. Next up, uh, Shawnee's on a boat and she's going to go chase down a wave rider because they're out too far. And then they get to the wave rider and Eddie is just on the boat. Um, like they don't show her picking him up and she was out in the middle of the ocean, which I am just now realizing why that was. Um, yep. Which we'll get into later. Um, but the, the wave rider's <laughs> engine died, uh, and so Eddie has to mount it, and and also the rider, and Shawnee is <laughs> not loving it. Do 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 do. But once Eddie gets back on the boat, uh oh, the boat's dead, and so is the radio, and this means that they're gonna get stuck on an abandoned island. And I know enough about Gilligan's Island that at this point in the episode, I went, oh, this is the premise. OK, so <laughs> mm-hmm. when when Eddie mm-hmm. gets on the wave rider, is it because the girl who is on the wave rider was like, well, tell me, do you think it'd be all right if I could just crash here tonight uh, or oh. Because I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at Shawnee and she's just got a face that says you know jealousy. Yeah, boy, that was a long walk <laughs> for a really bad bit. <laughs> That's why we invited you onto this podcast. You've heard our show, <laughs> gourmet comedy. That's what we are. <laughs> um, yeah, they they end up on the island and Eddie goes off to find food while Shawnee builds a fire. And this has been 13 minutes of the episode so far, and uh, nothing has happened. And it was at this point that I started to despair that I was going to hate this episode. Um, and then Eddie runs off to get food and looks up, and uh, who's that on a rock by the sea? Why, it's Gilligan. As in the actor who played Gilligan on Gilligan's Island in character as Gilligan on an abandoned island. And holy shit, he has gotten old. Yes. He's like he's like 57, I think, when he played this. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they're in their 50s. Okay. Yeah, because he was, what, in his 20s during actual Gilligan's Island? Mm-hmm. Like, he was spry. Yeah. He, yeah, does not look especially spry during this episode. No. Um, but now, now we get... Uh, you know what he looks like? He looks like someone, like some, like... Mime in Paris tried to be Gilligan, <laughs> you know, rather than actual Gilligan. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, oh, wait, was this the Tintin convention? I got the wrong outfit. <laughs> he's he's in Times Square dressed in a bad um, no, Gil- no, he, Gilligan's he, Island costume. Ew. <laughs> hate, oh, yeah, I no. Oof, nope. Regret you replacing it with a guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now we get a moment that. I genuinely loved, which is that Eddie is chasing after Gilligan and uh, Gilligan narrowly avoids stepping on a banana peel that is center of frame. And Eddie Ugh. steps on it and slips and hits his head again. And there's a big cartoon sound effect. And you which know is the exact sound effect from Gilligan's Island. Oh, OK. Yeah, that makes sense. I loved it. I thought it was so stupid, but I was like, hell yeah, I'm so glad Baywatch is doing this weird, weird ass shit. 
This was the moment in the episode where I went from, I hope I like this, to, holy shit, this is incredible. <laughs> Michael, I take it by your sighing, you disagree. I, I disagree. It, this isn't the part that I was going to bring up, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> it's, it's, this is another moment where I'm just like, okay, like, to me, it's just, it's not, it's not my sense of humor sure. at all. I don't. I don't like it. And it seems like based on uh, the ratings and the reviews of this episode, most people were in the same vein as me. Yeah. Doesn't it have like three stars on IMDb or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. It's got a wide range of of reviews. But that's because people are wrong. (laughs) I mean, is Baywatch the show you really want to use that line on? (laughs) All I'm saying is, yes, this episode was for a very narrow cross-section of viewers. But if you are in that very narrow cross-section, holy fucking shit. (laughs) No, I imagine that. You know, it sounds like if it's for you, it's for you. Yeah. Um, And I'm not that cross-section. Yeah. And we'll hear more about my hatred (laughs) very soon. Yes. In fact, maybe even in the next scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because next up, uh, Gilligan is, has fallen off a cliff, and now he's hanging on by a vine, and Eddie just kind of stands there watching him, and then crouches down and watches him a little bit longer, and it's just like, hmm, nah, not feeling like helping quite yet. Um, but then he tries to rescue Gilligan, but uh-oh, he got pulled off the cliff, and now he's stuck on the vine, too. So let me let me interrupt here sure. uh, and talk about uh, the a line in this scene mm-hmm. um, where Eddie says, maybe we should yell together. And Gilligan shouts together. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the line I told my mother. And we both groaned very hard. I and. Let me tell you, I don't I don't I don't smoke cigarettes, but this was like the part that made me think I should start. Uh, See, that is something that was written by somebody who truly understands the heart of Gilligan's Island. Yeah, the son of the creator. (laughs) He's just like, yo, dad, what what would you write? And he's like, here's 50 bucks. (laughs) I honestly missed that line while I was watching the episode. I love it. That's great. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's such this. It makes me think of like, like Three Stooges, which I used to love as a kid, and then as I got older, was like, I this is cheap to me. Mm-hmm. This, this to me, the humor is just it's, ugh, it's it's so classically. 60s. It's so classically 60s. Sure. And I. Right. I, and I, it's it's not a good joke in 1992. No. But it's a great joke in 1967. <laughs> and this episode was 1967. <laughs> I would argue it wasn't a good joke back then either. <laughs> well, I mean, you can be wrong. It's OK. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, so yeah, I I this was the the real start of me going oh no yeah like there's there's some parts of this episode I like a few parts but like this is one of those parts where I'm like oh they're really gonna go full Gilligan's Island on this oh boy yeah I'm not gonna have a great time <laughs> it was everything I ever wanted <laughs> but yeah that scene basically wraps up when Marianne shows up and and rescues them um, and I was convinced up until the beginning of this next scene. 
that Eddie was just like seeing things. Um, but no, no, uh, he comes back to the beach with uh, Gilligan and Marianne and uh, Shawnee can also see them and interacts with them. And so then I got really confused um, until I figured it out a little bit later. But yeah, it, this is another part is important where uh, they they mentioned. So, you know, obviously Shawnee and Eddie meet them and they do this whole thing about, oh, my God, lifeguards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you're we're real. We're stranded. But you're going to save us. Um because the, the other castaways are stuck on a different island because Gilligan and Marianne were able to take a boat that the professor made uh, to this island. Mm-hmm. But they're really happy to be finally rescued, uh, discounting that they've been rescued and willingly came back 15 years ago because of the movies where they came back to build a tourism spot. And? So, like, this is on <laughs> and meet the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, and this is on them. <laughs> I just want that to be known. This is on them. This is their hubris. God, I love the music from Gilligan's Island. I love the music from Gilligan's Island. I, oh man, I can't wait to talk about the scene later on. I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. Probably. Um... <laughs> um but yeah, like you said, they've been stuck here for ages, but somehow their costumes are perfect. And uh, Eddie is flirting with Marianne and Gilligan and Shawnee are both kind of mad about it. And by mad, I mean, Shawnee is mad and Gilligan just kind of goes a and like shrugs his shoulders. Um, and it was very funny to me. Um, I mean, Gilligan's standing there just going, because all I really want to be is with you feeling like I matter too. Oh my God. Um, if I hadn't blown the whole thing years ago, I might be here with you. <laughs> like I get it. <laughs> I'm so curious to see if you can manage to fit the entire lyrics <laughs> into this episode <laughs> without it sounding, I would say clunky, but without any more clunky. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean McClunky? I certainly do. (laughs) Um, But thankfully, they all make it back to the headquarters. And guess what? It's time for a fancy party. And boy, oh boy, the decor is awful. I hated it. Let me read to you a line here that's in my notes. Please. Uh, it's it's two lines. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I, I'm just going to read it verbatim, mm-hmm. which is, you may have missed that one of the lifeguards is pouring uh, uh, tea into Thorpe's teacup, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. There's also art everywhere, and I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> that's the line. <laughs> I mean, I will say in fairness, it looks like what I would assume Thorpe decorating with $70 million would look like. Yeah, he went to a thrift <laughs> store and bought it out. <laughs> There's none of the art has any semblance of, like, uniformity. He's no. all just like, you know what I really think would go well with this Picasso? Mm-hmm. An, an original Warhol. <laughs> that's that's true new money shit. That's that true. is That's accurate. That is 100% accurate. You're right. Yeah. Um, but I can also hate new money. Yeah. Oh, sure. same. Yeah. It turns out this party is fancy because uh, Captain Thorpe won the lottery. And so now he's got 70 million dollars, which is not how lotteries work. But OK, okay. let's go with it. <laughs> so is, is is this the point where I get to talk about my absolute favorite fucking part of this entire goddamn episode? Absolutely. The ketchup joke. What was that? Is it the ketchup joke? Because I like that one. No. It's the fact that 
we get to see this beautiful impersonation of Thurston Howell the Third pulled off perfectly. Oh yeah. Yeah, Monty Markham is full on 60s actor mode in this episode. Absolutely. And I kind of love it. Like, everyone, I do like that. everyone is making such interesting choices in this episode. And I assume that it's like you were saying, and that the, it's them like trying to do impersonations of the original actors. But having never seen Gilligan's Island, it just felt like they all were just like, fuck it, we're taking it to a thousand this episode. And I wish they would do that for more episodes. I I was literally at the point watching it where I was like, oh, if they needed to recast Thurston Howell the third for a new version of Gilligan's Island, they could easily slot him in and get away with it. Wow. I, I think there's, so for me personally, yeah, I think he's perfect in it. There's one actor for me in this episode who maybe doesn't play the role perfectly, but I think is just perfect as it, which is Gregory Allen Williams playing Skipper. Yeah. I loved him as that, but I hated everything about it. <laughs> he got so many of the mannerisms right, though. Like, yes, a lot of the like the physical language of the Skipper was perfectly captured which is hard to do in slapstick yeah i'm not gonna shit on like the production (laughs) put into the episode i'm just gonna shit on the episode fair (laughs) see i'm just i'm so impressed by how many bold things they attempted and the fact that they worked at all is astounding to me because baywatch i'm not sure if you've noticed baywatch is not a very good show (laughs) bullshit oh yeah i mean really when i think baywatch i think like you know high effort high quality you know people on screen seeming like they give a shit you know morgan you gave two episodes ago in 11 yeah because it was perfect (laughs) (laughs) but yeah this party wraps up uh with mary and ann mary Eddie and Mary Ann flirting a lot more. Uh, And then we get the ketchup joke, um, which, oh boy. uh, Did you not like the ketchup joke? I kind of hated it. I gotta be honest. What? Because I love that joke. (laughs) I... It really didn't do it for me. I don't know. Oh, man, that joke did it for me. That was a good one. We had the opposite opinions on comedy. No kidding. Other than the fact that we share a podcast together. (laughs) I don't think I remember the ketchup joke. Can you spell it out for me? So the the ketchup joke. A E T. Well, no, it's C A T S U P. So it's basically uh, uh, Gilligan says he can't wait for food. He wants a hamburger and fries. And then Shawnee says, well, that's really high in cholesterol. And he says, oh, I don't want anything fancy. I'll just take ketchup. Yes. yes, that was a great joke. Great uh, joke. That was a good joke. I don't know. That was well done. It didn't. It did not land for me. Get get off. Morgan. Get, out of get off your high horse. <laughs> but yeah, after that terrible joke that I will not be convinced otherwise on. I I didn't actually hate it that much. It just sure felt overwritten. Sure um, Marianne. Oh, like everything else. Did. <laughs> I mean, fair, fair. Marianne and Eddie are going for a walk on the beach and doing some more flirting. Uh, And then we have the other line that I really hated, which was, it's not like a dream come true. It is a dream come true. Get it? 
Get it, guys? Do you get what the premise of the episode is yet? I think I think what truly ties it all together in some sort of like inception level deepness mm-hmm. uh, is that we again see the blonde woman with the great bathing suit. Wow. Uh, because they were clearly limited in time and not due to the fact that dreams are complex. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I think she's actually his totem. Mm. Uh, you know, if you think about it mm. in inception terms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all he needs to do is, um, I don't know what he would do. Maybe <laughs> yeah. talk to her or something. But she's the key. <laughs> he just has to spin her around until she either falls over or doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But Morgan, take us into the next scene before I interrupt you very quickly. All right. The next scene as well. Uh, Thorpe has bought a new boat. Okay, so let me interrupt you. So, <laughs> uh, he has a new boat. It's called the Minnow 2. But yes. the Minnow 2 already exists, though, because they made it in the movie Rescue from Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. So oh. this should be the Minnow 3, and then the next Minnow, the Minnow 4. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not... I'm not sure how dead set they are on the movies being canon. Mm. Uh, why we introduce it if it's not going to be canon? <laughs> yeah, true. But like, it does kind of feel like they aren't concerned about the movies. Well, look, but that's probably it, because the movies did not perform well. Well, you see, the reason, you know, not to care about those is this is truly just the hundredth episode of Gilligan's Island, thus putting it into uh, syndication. Oh. Therefore, this is... The last, ca- I'm joking. This is the last <laughs> canon episode of Gilligan's Island. Yeah. It, listen, sometimes they all it just, die. It, they all sometimes die. it just takes you 31 years. How long was it since Gilligan's Island started to hit that syndication number? You know, it's like yeah. a, it's like a good BBC show. You know, you just do you do six episodes or three episodes every God, four years. Can you imagine a hundred <laughs> episodes of Sherlock? I would. Ugh. I would harm myself. I, look, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I know that's a bad, bad statement. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I, I would need to go to therapy more often if there yeah. were hundred episodes <laughs> of that show. That show yeah. is horrid. And the I, mean, I, 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 I wasn't going to immediately jump to harming myself, <laughs> but I was thinking about harming someone. Yeah. yeah. The sad thing is, if there was a hundred episodes, I would have seen them all. If I'm being entirely honest with myself, I hate right. the show, but there's just there's something about Stephen Moffat that makes me hate watch a lot of his content and spend the entire time going, fuck you, Stephen Moffat. This is stupid. What are well, you doing? That's why I watched Doctor Who watched. Yeah. You know, Moffat Doctor Who. I mean, that's just what. imagine. Just imagine how much longer H. Bomber guys three hour the section of Sherlock could have been. Oh. H. Bomber guy would have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> what I really wanted to do is, uh, I mean, I know there's no way this will happen because he'll never see like any of my tweets. Right. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to tweet him about um, the show that uh, our mutual friend Joe watched for a while. Hate watched uh, CSI Cyber where it's oh, God. Yes. they hack into all of the like so like they hack into a temperature control explosion yes uh into a house killing everybody and they're like we need to unhack <laughs> the temperature <laughs> control uh and it's just all these like crazy stupid things uh and they're like we did one page of research about hacking but then we stopped because we knew everything as opposed to the zero pages they knew before <laughs> that's what i want him to talk about all right black mirror if you're listening to this 
if you want to torture me for eternity. <laughs> Make a hundred shows or hack? <laughs> Force me to watch CSI Cyber. Oh, God. Ooh. That show. I've never seen an episode, but I've seen clips from it, and it just looks so deliciously terrible. God. I mean, most of CSI is. is I well. have limits. Yeah, that's fair. I, I didn't think I, I had should. Limits, and then I, I, I watched <laughs> this episode and I realized I had limits. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're on uh, we're on Thorpe's new boat and uh, everyone is taking their position as a member of the Gilligan's Island cast. Literally, Which they're doing this because they're going to go rescue the other castaways, which makes it mm-hmm. very sad that. We couldn't see them because they were literally, you know, they died in like two yeah. years prior, which is very sad. Some of them are still alive. Like the actress who plays Ginger was still alive. Mm-hmm. I think it adds a nice little meta level to where it's just like, oh, it's Gilligan and Marianne trying to cross the river Styx to talk to their friends. <laughs> They're in Ooh. their 50s. Like they don't need to cross yet. OK, but let me <laughs> let me propose something to both of you. Um I don't know how to program video games, but I am going to create a mod uh, that lets you play as the Baywatch characters and replaces all of the NPCs with Baywatch characters in Hades. And uh, (laughs) that's going to be the smash hit of 2022 coming soon to stores near you. And it will be bundled with a free love sync button, as all of our endeavors must be. This is an aside, just a future (laughs) idea for myself. Uh, Mm -hmm. Which is, I want to do something similar, but instead of Hades, I'm going to take all the characters from Grim Fandango and, and instead make it Gilligan's Island. Uh, no, I don't want Gilligan's Island. <laughs> I want Baywatch. <laughs> what am I doing? I want Baywatch characters in Grim Fandango. Uh, Ooh. It would be funny to, like, two people who have played Grim Fandango and been like, that actually sounds pretty cool, but also very hilarious. Anyways, please continue. How, how was there never a Baywatch FMV? It just feels so ripe for well, the, like after 90s after Night Trap. Uh, I don't think they really. No, I don't know. Uh, that's a great question. I right? know there there's a there's a board game, uh, but the board yes. game sucks. Yeah, uh, it's all trivia and it's bad. Like it's a bad board game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, there really should be, you know, like the Room Newgrounds game um, that they. Yeah, play. they should be that, but for Baywatch. Totally agree. Totally agree. Actually, All right. So how how long until we meet um, Shawnee? We are Shawnee. <laughs> I, I don't. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I was literally about to introduce her. Um, Perfect. Which is that we get a very long shot of uh, a a butt in a very shapely dress uh, walking down the pier for a long time. Uh, until we see that it's Shawnee and she's dressed up as Ginger, I think. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and so now they're all gonna get on the boat and get ready to take off. So we should we should add the reason why certain characters are the roles that they are. Mm-hmm. So Garner is Skipper because he was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Eddie never finished high school, so he could only be the first mate. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, Shawnee is Ginger because she's hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harvey is supposed to be the professor uh, because they ran out of time. <laughs> and yep. Thorpe is uh, 
is uh, the millionaire Thurston Howell the third. Yes, <laughs> uh, because he's he's fucking rich. Yeah, and, and old. And Marianne are are there are there themselves. are themselves. Yeah. Um. While we're talking about Harvey as the professor, real quick, did anyone get? big John C. McGinley vibes from Harvey all throughout this episode? Because I super did a couple of times. A little bit, but I was way too busy focusing on the fact that he was fucking crushing it as the professor. Oh, yeah. This, I loved Harvey in this episode. Here's the thing. You haven't watched Gilligan's Island. Yeah. But he was crushing it as the professor. Yeah. I mean, look, just... All you have to really do is watch like two episodes of Gilligan's Island and you'll be like, oh, yeah, no, there he's doing a good job. OK, like I don't I don't know how they convinced everyone to do it, but these people did their they homework. Them. They <laughs> really <laughs> did their homework for once in their careers. They actually <laughs> did their homework. Yeah, I I will say this did actually make me curious to watch an episode or two of Gilligan's Island um you you must all right yeah we'll have to do that sometime it's it's horrifyingly racist Uh, i'm not surprised (laughs) but beyond that it's a perfect show yeah um (laughs) you know listen yeah same thing baywatch you know yeah (laughs) homophobic but beyond that it's perfect yeah then we get a scene that i assume is just a shot for shot remake of the gilligan's island theme uh Bill, before we do that, oh yeah, uh, I think before we do that, uh, which is the 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 TV thing on the night before, is that before this or after this? The TV thing. Gilligan talks to Thorpe about the things he saw on TV the night before. Uh, oh, uh, that's that's later. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is where we get that montage set to, I think, the Gilligan's Island theme. Was that yes. the theme? Okay. Yes. And I assume yes. that montage is just a shot-for-shot shot remake. It is. Okay, cool. That's what I assumed. As a matter of fact, going forward from here for quite a bit, we are pretty much just seeing the pilot of Gilligan's Island. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like, a lot of the jokes that come forward from here are directly from the pilot of Gilligan's Island. Interesting. Okay, I'm super curious to watch that. That makes now. sense that they were like, we couldn't think of anything, so we just <laughs> pilot. Classic Baywatch. That does but check out. It was them really playing to their strengths. They must have known that their impressions were going to be really good. And yeah. watching people pull off these impressions with the same material, I found incredibly satisfying. Yeah, I mean, that's that's impressions on hard mode is like you're literally doing the same thing. Like mm-hmm. you can't just get close. You got to be on. Um, but yeah, after after we get the opening sequence to Gilligan's Island, uh, we get a bunch of scenes on the boat and Shawnee is just flirting so, so hard with uh, with Captain Thorpe. And Harvey's just kind of wandering around uh, looking and sounding like John C. McGinley and just generally sounding very uh, smart. And so at this point, mm -hmm. at this point, like I'm imagining that Captain Thorpe is talking to Shawnee and saying, you can see I'm in no shape for driving. And anyway, I've got no place to go because like 
the skipper's running the whole thing. It's, it's not true. the captain running it. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, this is where we get the the TV scene that you were talking about. Oh, yes. So Gilligan talks to Thorpe about the things he saw on TV the night before. Ugh. First, are little guys with mustaches making noises. Well, that's that's a video game. <laughs> well, someone changed the channel and they didn't get up. Well, that's a remote control. A young woman was wearing underwear on the outside. That's Madonna. Gilligan wonders that <laughs> she should be able to afford clothing. Yeah. And I was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> oh my God. I, I thought that was very funny. Yeah, this one I'm on your side, Michael. That joke did not land for me. Yeah. So here's here's why I liked it. Mm-hmm. Culturally, it makes sense. Because sure. Sure. we're thinking about, like, Gilligan's last real interactions with the world, excluding the movies, mm-hmm. would have been the early 60s. Like, the yeah. culture shock and the, like, cultural ideas of what is acceptable in, you know, modesty and whatnot. It's such a turnaround. Sure. And it's it's such a huge difference. Like, yeah, of course, he's going to be a little shitty about this because it's a lot to take in. I I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I think I'm just sick of the trope of like man out of time doesn't understand things. It just I don't know. Also, that- he's probably seen Wonder Woman before. And I mean, there was a part of Wonder Woman where she was like wearing some 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 like leggings and such with underwear on the outside. And I'm sure Gilligan was the kind of guy who, you know, (laughs) bought a copy of Wonder Woman to jack it to it. (laughs) So like he it's not weird to him. Yeah. (laughs) No, you're fair. And I don't really need you to dissect uh, and tear apart the things that I love about this show. But that's okay. Um. No, it's it's fine. You, you took my heart, and while there's only one thing, I can't start. Oh, boy. Do you think that my bit of just quoting the lyrics of Hey Jealousy by the Gin Blossoms is going to get old? I can't see how it would. On our podcast? <laughs> A podcast for two men. Um, yes, thank you. <laughs> hey, we should talk about the love sync now. <laughs> no, we, we're abandoning that bit until we don't abandon that bit anymore. I mean, I did already use that bit this episode, so you the know. Love sync? Yeah. What? I said that it came free with one of the bad ideas that I had earlier in this episode. Oh, I literally yeah, don't yeah. even remember. <laughs> okay, well, you know, we'll continue making that joke through like season eight, or Perfect. maybe we'll stop when we get to like, yeah, Trouble in Paradise or something. We'll. I don't know. We'll stop once literally anyone takes us up on any of our many offers to send them a free love sync. That's a threat. <laughs> I don't know we should be threatening people. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, listeners. If you want our podcast to be funny again, you know what you have to do. Um, <laughs> when did we start? That, that felt like a real cut into an ad spot. Right. Yeah. Did. That was crazy. <laughs> Um, next up, we're going to go to our commercial break, and our sponsor this week is Love Sync. Um, and Domino's. <laughs> and Domino's. Uh, Domino's for when you need to come in less than 30 minutes, and Love Sync for when you don't. Um, Yikes. Yeah, You're never going to sponsor Oof, up. that was bad. I regret yeah, that joke. Actually, that <laughs> I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, I um, <laughs> um, Let's see. Now, uh... 
it turns out that Gilligan, oh yeah, this is where Eddie tries to ask Gilligan for advice. Um, and I, I actually really enjoyed here. There's very distinct tonal differences in writing between Eddie and Gilligan here that felt super appropriate. Like it felt like Gilligan was being written like a 60s TV character where Eddie felt, you know, I, oh, yeah. not modern because this is still 91, but, but different. Yeah, modern 491. You, yeah, you could really tell that it's like, well, we wrote for what the character Gilligan would do, as opposed to like what Eddie sort of trying to be Gilligan would, but like not to the level of like how everyone else is impersonating these characters through the physical movements, but like See, as a guy who like grew up watching this show and is like trying to remember how this guy would act. Yeah. Eddie was very frustrating for me in this episode. Yeah. Because it felt like they couldn't figure out what they wanted to do with him. Like in the theme song, he has the headshot of Thurston Howell's wife, Mm -hmm. which is doesn't make any sense because that's not what he's doing. Yeah. And it's really annoying to me because they have so many women on this show who could have filled that spot and they didn't let them. Yeah. Like. That that's the one thing that like I will legitimately pick at totally. as this this could have and should have been better. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. There's no reason that this needed to be an Eddie centric episode like nope. it, the in, all of the plot points could have happened to Shawnee and she could have been the like main one in this episode. The only yeah, thing but you like, lose it wouldn't out be on, as it wouldn't be, I don't think it'd be as good if Shawnee was the main one. Uh, honestly, you do need the love triangle. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it could have been also like they don't have like in this season, especially they don't have really another big uh, like main woman uh, as they like. Yeah, that's true. You you had Jill and you also had for a while Gail. Yeah, Um, but you don't. This isn't Mitch's dream. Right. (laughs) So it's it's Eddie. So there's really no other woman besides Shawnee in his yeah. life. And then, of course, Marianne, his his one true love or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But you do make a good point. Um, it is weird that Eddie is in that spot. But I think, like, he's supposed to be the one who doesn't fit because of it's his dream. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the he- way I saw it, at least. I don't know. I think Eddie was one of the more enjoyable parts or people for me in this. Because he was yeah. a Gilligan's Island character. <laughs> I guess my my beef is less with the fact that Eddie was there and more with the fact that they couldn't seem to clearly define what he was doing there. Sure. You have to figure out what you do, Eddie. You have to figure out what you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but chunky, come on. <laughs> you got another ch- Chunky. Beat him up. <laughs> Instead, Eddie is just standing there going, and you can trust me not to think. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of what he does all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, next up, uh oh, it's storm time. And uh, Garner is telling him to batten down the hatches in what might be my favorite performance in anything ever. I, um, I actually love this scene. This is kind of like old film ingenuity of like the single the single set to do mm-hmm. a million things with like people flying everywhere around i love that part of it yeah I, I i legitimately like this yeah the only note that didn't quite hit for me was gilligan and eddie climbing up the ladder at the same time while super dramatic music plays 
I it just felt like it went on a little bit too long. Like if you had cut 15 percent of that sequence, I think it would have been much punchier and funnier. But I like they get caught in a thunderstorm and everyone does that like very bad 1960s. The boat or spaceship we're on is shaking dance where they just kind of like wiggle their hips a little bit. Uh, Shot for shot the pilot. Really? Wow. That's so interesting. I, I'm so curious to watch the pilot now. Um, but yeah, I I liked this scene overall. It's it's a lot of general slapstick chaos, which is pretty much the rest of this episode. Um, but yeah, after the storm, they get shipwrecked um, and they get to the island and there's a diegetic laugh track that Gilligan, when Eddie well, asks actually, about it. Actually, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I, I have the have the actual line. I want. Em oh, please. To read it, uh, <laughs> because. OK, uh, hold on. I actually need to copy and paste this. Um, and would you mind reading this uh, here? All right. So this is a conversation between. Do you do we each need to take a role for this? Or what no, is this? I, you should do it. OK, <laughs> so this is a conversation between Gilligan, Marianne and Captain Thorpe and Shawnee. Mm-hmm. Um, Gilligan goes, I can't believe this. We're shipwrecked again. Marianne goes, but at least we're all safe. That's the important thing. And then Captain Thorpe, Skipper, what are we going to do? I just bought my first corporation, <laughs> Thorpe Corp. And I so wanted to be there this morning for they're putting my name on the door. Then oh Shawnee as Ginger goes, what about the movie? They could give my part to someone else. <laughs> and Gilligan goes, You'll get used to that being shipwrecked. <laughs> <laughs> then we get the laugh track. Mm-hmm. And Eddie goes, what was that? Followed by Gilligan. You'll get used to that, too. I loved that exchange. I thought it was yep. so funny. I was, I was so glad when the laugh track finally came in. Because I was thinking through all these shots prior where like Gilligan was there and funny stuff was happening. I was thinking, God, I really wish they would have just leaned into the laugh track. Yeah. And the fact that they did. Oh, that that's so good. And and that they make a genuinely very good meta joke about it is funny. Like the fact that this island. Yeah. This whole episode is a little bit community. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Morgan, I'd like to uh, right now do a segment called uh, Morgan Guesses Michael's Thoughts. Uh, <laughs> can you guess Michael's thoughts? Um, I'm going to say that you hated this part. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's witty that uh, they inserted the laugh track. I was like, OK, that's an interesting choice. But uh, I think you may remember that when I was watching this, I texted you. Oh no! I, I do remember that. Yes, that was that was this scene. Uh, well. There were a few scenes. <laughs> well, yeah, you did text said, me that a number of times. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, uh, this was an oh no scene. This was not for me. Yeah, yeah. See, when you texted me all of those oh no's, I was set up for something much more um, in line with the first half of season two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, I think I told you it's not. Like yeah. trying to be racist or anything. It's just like, uh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this might be one of the least problematic episodes they've had so far. I think you might be right. Yeah. Uh, 
It's like this and the episode where Jill gets killed by a shark. <laughs> Honestly, oh, wait, yeah. well, wasn't wasn't armored car pretty not problematic? Uh, Eddie's being really fucking misogynist. But other than that, I mean, eh. I'm sorry. I just want to always bring it back to armored car. <laughs> yeah, you just had this tradition of, of really liking episodes. I don't like in the. Two- yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. I'm so curious now if there's an episode that both of you will end up liking. God, I hope not. <laughs> They'll kill all the humor. Um, this is our vibe. This is what we got going on. We got a good back yeah. and forth here. Yeah, we've got the whole won't they please don't going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I like that. Yeah, that was good. Oh, man. Yeah, basically we just get a lot of slapstick now. Like, yeah, I, if people have specific like beats they want to talk about, we can talk about them. But Absolutely it's... not. From <laughs> the you two. Yes. I don't, I don't know how far ahead I'm skipping for this, but the hammocks scene with the yeah, stacked that's hammocks. Next, that's next scene. Yeah. Fucking fucking mint. A plus. Yeah. Incredible. The performance as the skipper in this is sublime. Yeah. Give this man an Emmy. I love the joke where Eddie's like, I've seen Gilligan's Island. If I try and climb up there, bad shit's going to happen. And Gardner's like, all right, let me give you a hand after he tries to climb up. Bad (laughs) shit happens. And so Eddie gets up in the top hammock and then bad shit happens and they all fall down. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's hysterical. Like, that's Gilligan's (laughs) Island, baby. But but specifically to preface it with, listen, I've seen this show before. I know Mm -hmm. how it goes was just just fucking delightful. Michael, I'm going to take it. You disagree? Uh, This I didn't like this scene much, but I liked it more than some of the other scenes before it. Uh, Fair. I like this scene more than like the five times sped up slapstick ago. Oh, I love that. Which came before this <laughs> when they were trying to set up this hut. Yeah. This scene, I'm at least like, okay, so one of the things I don't like was, so in the, some of the slapstick I really like, there's a lot of jokes that I don't see coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for example, I, I think of it a lot like, um, I think I've referenced this before, like uh, old like LucasArts adventure games, where it's sure. like this weird mm. pastiche of like, you have to do something that's out of the ordinary, like, oh, like, you'll make Swiss cheese by you take a gun and you shoot a wheel of cheese and now it has holes, <laughs> right? So it's like that. Or like, you can drive around this town and let the cops chase us around. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, so a lot of like that kind of slapstick is ones where it's like, oh, well, that's really funny. And then it's like joke after joke they didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of this is like I expect every single joke, and so it's like for me, it's it it lessens the impact of what I'm going to laugh at because I'm like I already know what's going to happen here. And yeah. Maybe it's because I've watched you know this stuff, but that's not necessarily the case because like Emma also knows what's going to happen, but she finds it funny, right? You so see, it's a difference. It's not are. just it's not just that I find it funny; it's that I find it extraordinarily comforting. That's mm. also fair. Like, th- Gilligan's Island for me is definitely a show that I throw on on bad days. Mm-hmm. I throw it on when I need something that requires nothing of me that I can just 
enjoy and like zone out to. And this captured that same feeling so well. Gotcha. It's, it's art how well they captured that. Wow. Yeah, no, this is definitely very artful in terms of like depicting a Gilligan's own episode uh, pretty faithfully. Um, yeah. And uh, but yeah, you're you're right, Morgan, like this, this scene, it's not 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 my cup of tea. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think honestly, my favorite bit of slapstick in the episode is this next scene, uh, which starts off rough, uh, which is Marianne and Eddie are flirting and uh, they make a joke about how Eddie's going to teach her CPR. Um, and I really hate how they keep coming back to this well on Baywatch, where they keep oh, being fuck. like, CPR isn't sexual, unless it is. I, I already used the line, she took my heart, well, there's only one thing I couldn't start. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, how dare you not have pre-planned this entire bit before you came <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they are flirting and they go to teach each other CPR and Shawnee sees the two of them and is like, Ooh, they're making out. And (laughs) God, I I fucking love cool cats so much. Um, but (laughs) so Shawnee and Gilligan, uh, see Eddie and Marianne making out and Shawnee's like, I'm going to show those two and you should too by us making out and then it turns out that actually they were practicing CPR. Um, but so then... Badly. Very, very badly. Yes. Uh, it's not CPR. You can't do no. CPR while uh, one person is leaning backwards on a log, like, with their back suspended. I'll in show the you. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but so Marianne sees the two of them making out. And Eddie's, like, a little bit mad, but not really. And then Marianne's like, actually, I kind of love Gilligan. Um, And then they go over, and Eddie, or Marianne pulls Shawnee off of Gilligan, and they do the literal steam out the ears bit, which fucking Mm -hmm. is great. I loved it so much. (laughs) Um, And then... And I'm I'm guessing that Michael... (laughs) Ugh. Ugh. I was like, oh, my God, there's fucking steam. Oh, and then oh no. then they keep going back and forth where Marianne will make out with Eddie. while Shawnee stops and looks at them and goes, Ooh, and then they switch and then they switch again. And then both of them and then just both couples are making out. And I was like, yeah, you know, fuck it. It's it's the 90s swinger cultures in <laughs> in venue. You know, I would yeah, sure, listen. Yes, I would watch that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not it's not not hot. It's not exactly not hot. So, yeah, this is where I need to mention that when asked about what her favorite episode of the entire series of Baywatch was, Mm -hmm. Erica Aleniak. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, That's how we pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit different, but fuck it. Yeah. Erica says it's this episode. And specifically cites getting to kiss John Denver. Or, wait, is that his name? Bob Denver. Why does that feel wrong? Bob Denver. John Denver is a singer. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yes. Bob Denver. Shit. People are going (laughs) to think I'm a fake fan. Uh, Okay, everybody, I'm out. This was was great. Um, (laughs) Bye, Rady. My dog knows. Adios.
Mal, call my lawyers. <laughs> but yeah, I, I loved this little kissing bit. I'm glad Erica Eleniak enjoyed it. it. And it seemed like she did. Like, she seemed like she was having so much fun in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they um, all seem like they're having tons of fun. Oh, yeah. Well, she talked about getting to, like, transform, like, transform visually into this whole new character. Yeah. And how she just loved that. Totally. And honestly, I get it. Yeah. Because she looked fucking cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. That wig on her looks fantastic. Um, Just her whole, imagine, whole vibe. Imagine growing up loving a show like that and then being told that you get to reprise one of the roles on screen to a degree. Yeah. And kiss the star that you were in love with as a kid. Yeah. Holy fuck. That's true. I I hadn't even thought about that, but you're totally right. Yeah, that's got to be like literally a once in a lifetime opportunity. And especially. I, I, I just imagine now people <laughs> getting to remake CSI and be like, I get to kiss iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The guy I love growing up is iced tea. I'm going to see my cyber now. <laughs> you, you could make me a special victim for your unit. Oh, oh. oh, 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 oh. God, I'm so sorry. Don't be. That's probably going to be the episode title. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. Uh, so let's see. Next, we go back to the main group of people on the beach and Garner and Thorpe are playing golf um, when the other four come back and interrupt them to say that because they're on an island and Garner is a navy men on this boat he's by the laws of maritime law legally allowed to marry them so they're all gonna get married but not to the people you think they are because eddie and marianne are gonna get married and gilligan and shawnee are gonna get married um, this is actually another line that i enjoy oh uh, right here is uh uh, Gilligan, he goes, Shani goes, I'm going to marry Gilligan. And Gilligan goes, and I'm marrying, what's your name again? Shani. <laughs> yeah. Her. And yeah, I was like, was okay, good. that's, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. I did enjoy that. Once they, uh, convince Garner that they are actually intending to marry the people who they say they're intending to marry. Um, they're about to get married when Thorpe is like, didn't you forget to ask if anyone objects? And everyone's like, who would object? And then Harvey comes out of the jungle to be like, I object because I've built a boat and I've done the math on the tides and we have to leave right this second. Just Um, an an incredible performance. Yeah. Genuinely, the only time I've enjoyed him being on screen in this entire show. (laughs) (laughs) That's accurate. Yeah. I I think that the moral, the moral of this episode is truly that Baywatch is wasting its actors. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we, 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 uh, I don't think that's a controversial opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think, uh, I think Danny Trejo's cameo a couple episodes ago was really just, really Mm, some of his finer. Full of subtlety. Full of subtlety, full of nuance. I mean, I really think that, I think he added a lot to our, like, discussion of race. Yeah. On the other hand, Danny Trejo did get to, uh, basically act out my favorite fashion style which is shirtless with uh with a leather jacket true um you know clearly the outfit that i go for the most all the time. Uh, it's a classic it's a classic you know mm-hmm. 
Um, you'll always be able to find me with my leather jacket and no shirt <laughs> shouting at my kid who mm-hmm. just really wants to get into water sports. <laughs> and then I die, sort of. And then yeah. I'm at the life. It's a it's a it's a thing. It's a it's a thing. bad episode. Don't kink shame me. I'm not not at all. Okay, um, uh, after this, uh, they all are like, all right, let's get to the boat. And then we get our, I think it's one of the first in the episode of the 1960s screen flip transition, which I fucking loved. I loved that they even dipped into like classic sixties comedy for the scene transitions. Like that is dedication, but they've all made it to the boat and they realize that it's only big enough for two people um, because, well, Minnow 3 had one horsepower and Minnow 2 had 325 horsepower. So I took the pistons and the rods from one engine and I cobbled them all together to make a boat with just enough power for two people. Um, and so then they draw straws for it because everyone wants to go. And Thorpe has a really good line about how. Well, I of course I'm going and everyone's like, why are you going? He's like, because I'm rich and I have that privilege. And I was like, oh, shit. 90s Baywatch getting into privilege discourse. Like, damn, is the show? Mm. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is Gilligan's Island. Really? Yes. Wow. All right. Huh. Yeah, like Gilligan's Island, the millionaire is kind of like a dick, mm-hmm. like with his money. So it's like it, that's. True guilt. He wields it like a club. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I gotta watch Gilligan's Island. <laughs> it's not at all Baywatch. Doing oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, damn. <laughs> I I keep hoping that this show will be good, but you know, you gave it's worth two it. episodes ago in eleven. It's worth it for Vito. <laughs> so I need to chime in at this point and talk about Idle Curiosities for a very relevant <laughs> reason. Yes, please. So one of the main critiques that I get on Idle Curiosities, Mm -hmm. especially when we're doing like our movie review episodes, Mm -hmm. is that after about maybe an hour into our podcasts, I kind of like check out Mm -hmm. and I stop being able to like have a like good conversation Mm -hmm. because for some reason an hour is where my head just decides it's time to tune out and not do this anymore. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) welcome to the Space Out Zone. (laughs) Uh, well, luckily we're almost done, so, you know. Almost. Um, but yeah, it ends up being Gilligan and Marianne who draw the two long straws, um, so they're gonna take the boat, and they all push the boat out to the water while Captain Thorpe stands behind them and says, wow, I forgot how invigorating manual labor can be, as he kind of flaps his arms at the boat, which was very funny. Um, Mm -hmm. And then uh, just as they're about to leave, uh, Eddie tells Marianne that, hey, actually, Gillian's super into you and you should make your move. And then the boat leaves. Um, And then Shawnee and Eddie are real fucking horny and just look at each other. And I mean, it shows them taking hands and walking to the camp. But I strongly doubt that that's where they headed first. Um, I got got a feeling that they're into trash in the camp. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. 
Um, but then referencing things is comedy, right? <laughs> I mean, listen, there's an entire industry built on it. It's called podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also called uh, Improv Olympics. Mm, yes. I think it's um, Family Guy. Also, yeah. Ooh. Wow. I see. I see what you think about this show, Michael. <laughs> what do you mean this podcast? A podcast for two men. Um, next, we find out uh, that Eddie gave his long straw to Marianne so that she could get off. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> what? We we all go. I think we watched where the, I, I where think the we watched different episodes. Yeah. More than I think we watched different episodes. <laughs> didn't. Didn't you all watch the Baywatch episode on Pornhub? Where else would you be watching this episode? <laughs> um, <laughs> true, true. Please, I pay. It's at Belasaduck. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Man. Anyway, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. Um, <laughs> we could. We could make more jokes. Do you want it's a good rabbit hole. It's true. It's true. Let's see. Uh, after that, uh, Eddie goes. Morgan, to- this is going to be the episode that Derek Savage listens to. You. It's like <laughs> too explicit. You know, you can't be talking about like bolted ons. You can't be mm-hmm. talking about, you know, like uh, hungry, hungry holes. You can't be doing any of that stuff. And, you know, while we're on the topic, I have to recommend Gender X and Trans Angels if you're into that sort of thing. Um, oh. Give them your money. I yeah. will have to check them out later. um you know just for research purposes exactly Um, yeah yeah yeah, it's called being an ally yeah exactly listen i just i just want to give my money where it's going to be the most useful Mm -hmm. um for me um right 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 Uh, let's see. Not, Eddie, not for like society at all. Like oh, psycho no, fuck okay. itself, but <laughs> I need to get my rocks off. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Eddie, uh, goes to get some There's breakfast. no rocks. What do you mean? <laughs> he goes to get some breakfast coconuts and gets knocked out again. You um, skipped a whole bunch. I did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. So you were talking about the straws and then they push out the, the thing. And then, uh, it turns out that Eddie actually had the longest yeah, straw. That's what I'm saying. He gave his long straw to Marianne so she could get off. Oh, that's what you were saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> yeah. I was I was too horny. <laughs> Listen, Listen none, of, none of us are proud of what this episode has become. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's fair. Um but yeah, after uh, are there more things we want to talk about on the island before we Absolutely not. All right. <laughs> um after Eddie gets knocked out by his breakfast coconuts, uh, he wakes up in the headquarters and it turns out that he had been knocked out the whole episode from his first fall. Um, and very, it, very Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's literally my note for this scene is it's a mirror of the end of Wizard of Oz. Like it's him. And you were there and you were there and <laughs> you were there. God. And then uh, we see that Eddie has Marianne's bow in his hand. What was this not fake? Who knows? And then he looks back and no, actually, it wasn't there. It was all fake. Fooled um, you. And <laughs> well, I mean, I think that like what we can take away from this is that like the past is gone, but something might be found to take its place. Mm-hmm. 
I think I think that's the moral of this episode. Oh, I, I, you were three <laughs> words into that, and I was like, I, like word word one and two, I were like, okay, okay. And then by word three, I was like, oh, oh, okay, I get this. <laughs> like it took me a moment. I was like, oh. This episode is brought to you by D Hopkins. <laughs> But yeah, we've got one last quick scene, uh, which is that they're all going to go get dinner. But Mitch can't because he's just too busy having to do paperwork. Um, And so they all leave. And then it turns out he's not doing paperwork at all. He loves Gilligan's Island, too. And he just wants to watch it. And that's how we end the episode. So. Uh, Yeah, yes. Oh, no, go ahead. So this brings us into our ratings. So, uh. On a scale of one to ten, can I borrow five dollars? <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, one is ruining your food so bad the smoke alarm goes off, and ten is getting your boy toy David Hasselhoff taught to you about Wuthering Heights. Morgan, what is your reading for this episode? Yeah, so I think I think overall I I quite enjoyed it. You know, it's I mean it's not an episode of Baywatch. Uh, which right. gives it a point or two in its favor right there. Um, I, the only reason I wouldn't give it a perfect 10 is because the first 13 minutes of the episode are pretty boring and take way too long setting it up. Like, if you're already going to go with such a, like, just direct homage to Gilligan's Island, skip the pretense. Like, just have him be knocked out right away and we go straight into it. Like, I don't think you need all of the setup that they do. Um, But I think overall, I'm going to give it... um, I think I'm going to give it a... Actually, I'm going to give it an 8. And I am going to say that an 8 is the experience of uh, trying to go get some delicious breakfast coconuts. Um, But in this particular scenario, you don't get knocked out by them. Instead, they all fall down in a neat comedy pile right next to you, but uh-oh, you don't have a good way to open them, and so it's a big comedy slapstick scene where you're slamming coconuts together trying to get them to open. Uh, M, what's your what's your rating for this episode? Well, my, my rating for this episode, you know, I've been thinking long and hard about it, and I think my rating could only be probably maybe like a one. Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. I'm out. <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, I, I, what's the highest I'm allowed to rate it? Uh, I mean, allowed? theoretically, our scale is one to ten, but I have rated episodes in eleven before. So okay, this is a fucking twelve. Oh, fucking twelve. Damn. Holy shit, this was good. This is by far my favorite episode of Baywatch that we have watched to date. Yeah. I have watched along this entire (laughs) goddamn series with you people. (laughs) I have suffered through all of the racist ass, rapey ass bullshit Mm -hmm. on this goddamn disaster show. And this episode brought me joy. I, and to be clear, we explicitly told you not to do that because this show is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we appreciate yes, but you that see, you, you see Morgan, mm-hmm. you see Morgan, and this is going to be relevant later on. Mm-hmm. It's important to know that, um, I am a masochist. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Wow, a 12. That's, yeah, it's a first for the show. Um, Michael, what's uh, what's your rating for this one? O-M, what it, what is a 12 to you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you describe a 12 as? A 12 is the feeling of finally seeing potential realized. Wow. Wow, that's deep. Damn. Uh, Michael, Michael, how about you round us out with another just glowing review of this episode? <laughs> uh, so very relevant is I'm now watching this spider uh, on my wall. <laughs> it, it, it seems very apt. Um, like intrigued by this spider. Um, yeah, look, there there are a few types of horrible episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. And one is like, as M said, like the shitty racist, rapey, homophobic, you know, just, just trash yeah. stuff episodes, very nineties. And then some that are very much not, you know, apt for the nineties, just bad stuff. And then there are some episodes I didn't like cause I thought they were boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are some that I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. So for example, I, you know, Again, Armored Car, I thought it was boring. And M did, M liked the episode, as did a few other people <laughs> I talked to. Uh, but, uh, and then, as much as I like to joke about the episode, the Oedipal Wet Dreams episode with the Night Puncher is not very good. <laughs> uh, and I rated that pretty low. Mm-hmm. So, out of the episodes where it's not, like, offensive, which there are episodes that are not offensive yeah. of this show... Uh, of ones that are just boring and like don't bring me joy, this is the worst of those for me. Mm-hmm. So mm. I'm going to give it uh, a two. And the reason it's not a one is because I acknowledge there are parts of it that are very good uh, in terms of like the like them putting in the effort into the acting, but that didn't bring me more joy uh, mm-hmm. in watching it. Uh, I had a rough time watching mm-hmm. this and a rough mm-hmm. time watching it a second time to make notes <laughs> on it. Um, so, so I think, mm-hmm. I think the big takeaway from all of this, all of us reviewing it mm-hmm. is that if you really, really, really loved Gilligan's Island, warts and all, you must watch this. Please, yeah. please make this be the one episode of Baywatch that you watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on. Anyway, go back, go back to your reviewing. You may hear the sound. Hold on. Okay. I just, I I just killed a spider. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's me. Theoretically, swatting away this episode. Like, I swatted away that spider. In a matter of seconds, I had all the power and I crushed it. Uh, And that's what I would like to do to this episode. Wow. Uh, because look, I I don't like sixties comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, really not my thing. And so uh yeah, I I I really <laughs> did not like this episode. <laughs> and you know, I guess I, I was in line with some of the reviews I saw. Some of them liked this episode, but yeah. It's yeah. it's really if if it's it, you'll know if it's your thing totally like fifteen minutes in. You won't know until like 15 minutes in. Yes. But 15 minutes in, you will know if this is the kind of episode you will like or not. And it was not for me. That's fair. So, um, yeah, 
That's all I really got to say about it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I guess that is a two. A two is the experience of seeing an icky spider and then having to take the power in your hands to kill it. <laughs> yeah. You disappoint me. You disappoint me. <laughs> well, you know what else is disappointing potentially? I don't actually know if it's disappointing or not. Is, is it the description for the next episode? Well, we'll see. Uh, All right. So, yes, we're going to talk about next episode, which is called The Chamber. The first Baywatch wiki description is Mitch rescues a diver trapped 90 feet below the ocean surface, but almost dies while suffering the effects of decompression sickness. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is going to be our Radiohead episode. Uh, (laughs) That's the Ben's joke. Um, Whatever. Anyways. uh, Wait, but if it's our Radiohead episode, then Chipotle won't be able to sponsor us. I know, right? Uh. Um. Also a joke from the Armored Car episode with M. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Morgan just has this habit of making jokes. He doesn't realize are from the previous guest's episode. Morgan. Uh, but they are. <laughs> now, in fairness, my memory is very bad. No, your memory is good. You just don't remember that your memory. <laughs> yes. Which... Honestly, that's a mood. That is a whole ass mood. Yeah, that's a mood. <laughs> um... But yeah, how about uh, how about our more detailed description for next episode, which could be interesting, I suppose. While rowing in the ocean, Mitch attempts to rescue a man trapped underwater in some wreckage without scuba gear. After freeing both of them, they shoot up to the surface and Mitch's life hangs in the balance when Eddie and Shawnee must take him to a decompression chamber several miles away at Baywatch headquarters to save his life where he undergoes an agonizing decompression with his life flashing before his eyes. I'm going to warn you, uh, I have watched a part of this episode. Okay. And it is basically our clip episode. Oh. Clip oh. God. Yes. Um, Great. Though, the only uh, show to ever do that right was Community. Yeah. There is a guy on the IND Reviews who gave it a 10 out of 10 and said, the best thing I can describe this as is the room. Uh, All right. Who knows? Uh, You have my attention. See, I was intrigued by the initial premise. Like, I was like, oh, they might do something that's actually really cool with, like, water and shit. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Something I should also bring up uh, that we discovered, uh, which I think is very funny, uh, which doesn't come into play in this, uh, in the next episode description. Mm-hmm. But it does come into play in this episode's description. Okay. Uh, which is, um, throughout uh, this podcast, we've been talking about IMDb reviews. Uh, and we've been talking about yes. uh, a specific user. Yes. Uh, Sand Crab. Uh, we discovered that there yes. is a Sand Crab 722 and a Sand Crab 277. Yes. They give different reviews. They are I, not the same person. Michael, are they like I, a power couple? The Baywatch power couple? Yeah. Michael and I have been texting about this for like a solid week now, straight. Because wait, I are they your are they your competing podcast? No, uh, no, that's that's the Brits, and these yes. these are not the Brits. I can tell from their humor. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, the I don't think they're related. But I, I don't know for sure. Like, how could they not be? Well, they have how could they not be opinions on the episodes? And one 
seems super homophobic, and the other one does not. Yeah. And one of them is easily traceable to his Twitter account, where he is, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you a guess, but uh, the answer is seemingly an old white guy in his 60s. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's Shocker. why he only reviews episodes of Gunsmoke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Sandcrab722 has been reviewing since, like, May, maybe late April. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just finished season two a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandcrab277 was reviewing in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, they have very different reviews. Uh, so I want to read just the reviews of of the two. Mm-hmm. So Sandcrab722, the one who's the more recent reviewer, gave this episode, uh, sit right back and you'll hear a tale, uh, a 10 out of 10, and said, Enchanting transformation, stunning performances by all, one of the few Baywatch episodes to actually be well-written, worth your time, watch for sure. Now, Sandcrab277 said, gave it a 1 out of 10, and told the review, can't give a minus 10. Uh, and said, come on, Bob Denver was a total putz and ruined every show he was in. This episode was a flat-out writer mess to ruin an otherwise floating show. Anyone that liked Gilligan's Island was either paid or dumber than dirt under a tomato plant. So... I mean, that's what I've always been aspiring to. And every time I want to describe you, I would say dumber than dirt under the <laughs> But I, sometimes I try to change up the plant. If you want to live the bimbo lifestyle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm curious. But, is there a particular type of plant who you would assume that the dirt underneath it was particularly smart? Because if I'm if I'm being honest here. Brain tree. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, true, but I, I don't know. I always get really smart vibes from pumpkins. Ivy. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. But they're really prickish about it, too. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, what about, like, a superfood? I feel like a superfood, mm, you know. Uh, mm, ICI? I, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the dirt under acai, it, like, thinks it's really smart, but really, like, you go on a date with it, and it just spends the whole time, like, explaining the different types of hops in IPA in an attempt to sound smart. I mean, you're not wrong. I was going to say that, like, it's probably got the vibes where, like, it's going to try to sell you something to shove up your (laughs) you-know-what and say that it's going to heal you, but really you're just spending $300 on a piece of rock. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um... But yeah, I think uh, I oh, think that- I do have one story. Oh, I to- can't oh, please I go ahead. Uh, Wait, is, this, is this story going to make me like you more than I did when you <laughs> reviewed this episode? Potentially. Uh, uh, I can't believe I forgot. Morgan, I texted you to remind me not to forget. And you forgot. Um, Michael, which I mean, I don't know what I expected. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which is. uh I don't even remember how I really was going to tie it into the episode, mm-hmm. but should I tell us now? Should I wait till next episode, Morgan? Uh, close to the end of the episode. Yeah, I mean, it's up to you. I don't know what the story is, so. It's a story about going away to a faraway place, by which I mean one hour outside of town. <laughs> to a, I think. Mm hmm. I think we should leave that as the tease and do it next episode, which actually, by which I mean last episode, 
because we're recording these episodes out of order. Do you want to admit that? Do you want to admit we don't have everything together? Who knows? Yeah. Listen, either it will be on the last episode or it will be on the next episode. Ooh, editing tricks. Yeah. Ooh. Um... But yeah, yeah I we're think we're going to do it next episode, by which I mean last episode. <laughs> I'll just throw it in. It's less relatable, but I'll throw it in because that episode is going to be rough. All right. Um, but yeah, I think I think that about brings us to the end of all of this. Um, M, thank you so much for coming back on for this episode. Um, thank you for letting me come on and talk about my favorite episode of Baywatch. Yeah. Yet. Yet. <laughs> I, I don't know how it's possible to go up from here. Yeah. What if we had like three vetoes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, just like barbershop triptet of vetoes singing uh, like Amore. Fuck. Oh, it's going to be, be so Vito, good. Vito, Ito and Beto. <laughs> <laughs> what is just Beto O'Rourke uh, dressed up? <laughs> It's just him cosplaying as the rabbit that he is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke just looks like they made a rabbit into a human. And he'd give him a <laughs> carrot and he'd be like, right at home. <laughs> but he would eat it the same way that he eats wings. And it would be deeply upsetting to watch. Look, he's got. Wait, was that him? No, it wasn't. Who did high? Fuck, I already fucked up the panic at the disco chair. Darn it. <laughs> No, was it Beto? Uh, who did High High Hopes? Yeah. Who was had that? that? Fuck, I don't remember now. You're the one who made the joke all the time, and that's why I know it. No, I, I understand, but as we established, <laughs> my memory is garbage. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Anyways, let's end this joke. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, uh, before we get into the outro, uh, M, do you have anything you want to plug? Podcast, Twitter... I don't know. Anything. All, all of the above? Um, yeah, find me at onlyfans.com slash uh, Emily Rose Red. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I actually, A, do not have that URL. Aww. And um, B, I actually <laughs> can't, I can't post images on OnlyFans right now because I created my account with my old name. Oh, and they're trying to verify it against my driver's license, oh, which does back. not have my old name. Yeah. Why? Why? And so they should have another way of verifying you. That's kind of stupid. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So um, I guess, yeah, find me on Twitter. Fans. All right. <laughs> At Emily Reinecke. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you again for being on. And I'm sure we'll be on again sometime soon. I'll and see you in season three. Of Hell course. yeah. Listen to Idle Curiosities. Yes. A ostensibly weekly search-driven podcast. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be back to that eventually. Listen, life has been hard. Yeah. And editing. Yeah. It's not fun. No, I, okay. yeah. Before we, before we go, I need yes. to show you something. Okay. Uh, this is going to be amazing. Uh, but I need I'm to excited. screenshot this. Um. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is very actually good. Uh, All right. Uh, OK, wait, here it is. Uh, OK, Morgan. What the fuck? Michael. It's Luigi Primo. <laughs> God, that's His horrifying. So pure, so a cold a pizza, Transylvania pizza. 
fucking love him so much. He's so good. It's all right. It's it's a we love we simp for Luigi Primo so much. Yes, uh, because we talk about him all the time. But yes, uh, he's just the best. Oh, the my God. first and thing our, we're doing as soon as this podcast makes any money is using that money to sub to his only fans. I mean, look, before we don't even need <laughs> to do that. True. I mean, it, I, we have said before, our goal, one of our goals is to get Luigi Primo mm-hmm. on the podcast. Uh, that is a goal. Uh, yes. And there is a specific season three episode. I want to try that for. We'll see if we can do that. Yeah. I mean, hey, that would be fucking awesome. So. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Gilligan's Island. If you want to find us on Twitter, our show handle is at Rookie School Pod. I'm at Morgan P. Thrap. I'm at Snotsnit, S-N-O-T-S-N-I-T. And uh, we'll see you next week. And just remember, hips, lips, and fingertips. Ugh, absolutely not. <laughs> not anymore. No more.